ever quit a job, ever redefined yourself, but then one never start something one big or failed. Quit is a call-in show, hopefully helping people sort out their lives, reevaluate their options, kick their crummy corporate stooge jobs to the curb, and start something awesome. I'm Dan Benjamin. It's time to quit. You can call in live to the show if you would like to. In fact, I require you to. It's area code 512-518-5714. Again, that number is 512-518-5714. It's Friday. It's always Friday here on Quit. It's February 8th, 2013. Been a weird week. Got a lot done here. A lot of decisions, big decisions have been made. Not just here at the uh, 5x5 headquarters in Austin, Texas, but in other places in Texas. We have, you know, Schlo couldn't make it. He claims he's sick. What's the story here, Hattie? I just, uh, I just IM'd you his uh, Skype name. Oh. So maybe we can call in. He said, he said that he might be a little bit cloudy. His brain is cloudy. I hope, I hope he is cloudy. And I hope that he's incredibly ill. Because if he's not, then I'm, I'm upset that he couldn't be here. Because he asked last night at the last minute, he said, oh, do you need me on quit tomorrow? And we said, no, you know, you don't have to come. What's wrong? What's the story? Because Virginia just made this coat of arms for him. It's so great. It's great. It is a phoenix with guns. Anyway, Shlok not in the house. <laughs> Shlok in his own house. Shlok in his own house. So we, we actually went to the Shlok house for the Super Bowl. We had a small Super Bowl party. And some of the people we, we invited turned out to be no-shows. We'll talk to them and find out what actually happened there. Because a guest here on the show today is somebody who we should ring, we should ring the bell, the Merlin bell <laughs> for Natalie, who's here in the studio with, with us. Natalie, I'm in Daris. Did I say it right? Yeah, I think so. All right. I can't even say it right. So well, you, uh, it about right. some of us, uh, will, we will try harder. If you remember back, what episode was uh, was Anthony on? What episode was Anthony on? I believe he was on episode two, two, two or three, I think. Hold on, I'm checking right Okay, now. you find that out. Uh, it turns out that somebody married him. <laughs> and that is Natalie. And Natalie's here with an interesting story to tell. We'll get to that. Second episode, she's yep. saying. Second episode. That's produ- holding up two fingers is producer code for the second episode. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to know. <laughs> I'm waiting for a slow. There's slow. All right, let's get him on the line and see if we can. See what he sounds like, if he's faking it or not. Hello. Hey, Shlok. So you're supposedly sick. You want to come look at my nose? Not, <laughs> not especially. I had a doctor do that. He wasn't impressed. So when we were over there at the Super Bowl and I said, I think you're sick. I think you got a cold. And you said, no, it's just allergies. You had a cold. You're, you have something. As it turns out, you have better instincts in that regard than I what do. What do you have? I don't know. I went to the doctor this morning, so we'll find out. What do you have? Do you have a fever? I have a mild fever and a very stuffy nose. Doesn't sound like He's something. feverish. Feverish. All right. Well, better that you're not here, but you're here remotely. You're here as our remote friend. Shlok in his house. Shlok in his house. I can't get the same level of excitement. Right. Shlok in his house. Mm. This is the problem with outsourcing. Yeah. Outsourcing to India, as you, as you almost. <laughs> I, I set that up for you. I so. could not resist it. 
we've got we've already got so many people on the on the line already. Got people who they want to quit their job, people who regret quitting their job. Ooh. People going from one job to another. And we have Natalie here. And I don't I don't know. I've got it. We got it. There's a ton of there's a ton of voicemails and emails and boy do I not know where to start with all this stuff. I just want to say thanks to everybody who's taken the time to leave messages and write in and the letters that I get are in, incredibly encouraging that the show seems like it's helping people, really helping people, which is, I mean, that's the goal, but to see that it actually happens, it's quite uh, humbling. Okay. Last, I'm still a little bit upset about last week because last week, uh, my definition of a corporate stooge was called into question. I know. It was called into question by uh, really, I mean, Schloak was in on this. That one caller. And then there was the one caller who threw me off, which takes a lot to throw me off. I mean, I was a little upset. And Andrew, after the show, Andrew said, oh, I, I was going to challenge you even more. And I didn't. <laughs> he held back. Yeah. So I had the, the way that you define the way that I define it, a corporate stooge. Let me paint the picture of the corporate stooge. OK, I feel like every other show I need to do this. People who are new, people who are joining. Okay, the 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 essence of the corporate stooge. This is somebody they wake up in the morning, and they they get ready really fast. They get in their car, they drive usually thirty minutes. That seems to be thirty to forty minutes seems to be the mark of the stooge. If you're in your car for thirty to forty minutes, you're probably a corporate stooge. If you're driving to a job that involves technology, and you're one of several people who know what you do and nobody else does, and your job is thankless, and you're unhappy, and you're wondering. Is this what I went to school for? Is this what I struggled for? Is this poison and poisonous atmosphere the thing that I was striving for when I was in fifth grade, struggling to get the, that, the, that A on that math test? Is that, you know, you probably wear slacks. You, t- you tuck in your polo, you know, with a belt. You probably have loafers on. These are not requirements, Natalie. These are not requirements to be a stooge, but I'm just saying. That's the stooge. And you're completely misunderstood and you're completely, you're in a constant state of confusion and you're afraid and you every day, you're, what, what is this? Is why am I here? And it never ends. And it just happens over and over and over and over and over and over again, like on Groundhog Day. That's the stooge. And my definition of stooge is called into question. What if, by one of these calls, what if you, what if you like what you're doing? What if you like be the job that you have. Are you still a stooge? Even if by definition, the the job is a corporate stooge job and you're in the job, are you a stooge? Even if you like it. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with my answer that yes, you are a stooge. And the fact that you like it doesn't change the fact that you are a stooge. You just may be happy. And then the question that came from that is, well, if I'm happy, then I'm not a stooge because the, the, the core part of being a stooge is the unhappiness. Okay? So that was, that was the issue. But I'm going to just say you're still a stooge. I'm going with it. You're still a stooge. All right. We get a lot of voicemails in here. I will get to those. We get a lot of callers sitting on hold, and we'll get to you also. There's a couple in here that are really, one of them, someone is willing to be homeless. 
someone has a kid on the way and they want to stay responsible, they don't know what to do. We got somebody who wants to get fired and get a good severance package and figure out how to do that. But, and this is the thing. Let me tell you about customer service, Hattie. I'm listening. Okay. Here's the way this works. I've done a lot of customer service jobs where I was, I, I would sit there I maybe I would work in stocking shelves. Maybe I was just doing like a sales walk on the floor. Maybe I was at the register. Here's, here's what you do. If, if there is a physical human being in front of you, you, you answer their questions first, you attend to them first, the person on the phone can wait. So if you walk, if I walk into a target, a target to do a return with my five-year-old in tow, okay, and I walk into that room, into the, you know, the returns area, Caitlin's coming in, I get a clear, clear space. I even I'm record, better be I am recording her track. Turn her mic on. Caitlin's our new associate producer. She's answering calls. So if you call up, she's going to screen your call. Thank you for coming in, Caitlin. When there's a lull in call, she'll be in here and then she'll have to run out. Again, the number to dial if you want to make Caitlin get up and leave. Five one two five one eight five seven one four. It's ladies' night tonight. There's in here. so much, so. including me. There's so much estrogen in this room. <laughs> Are you on the mic, Caitlin? You feel all right? She's just taking a sip of beverage. I think so. How okay. do I sound? You sound fine. I'll EQ you a little bit. Okay. okay. So one thing I want to say, if you're, if you're sitting at home, like, you, like Shlok is right now, if you're sitting at home and you're wondering what beverage you should be drinking, you can join us in having a, uh, I mean, hypothetically, uh, hypothetically what we would be drinking would be a white Russian in theory. So if, you're, if you want to truly appreciate the show and you're of age. Please this hypothetically is, join us. Yeah. <laughs> So if I walk into this Target and I want to return something and there's a lady behind the counter and she's on the phone or the phone rings while she's serving me, right? It's her responsibility. It's her responsibility to say to the person on the phone, please hold, put them on hold or set the phone down or whatever and attend to the person that's there that's waiting. I believe this is very important. And I hope that anybody who's ever in customer service, if there's a human being in front of you, attend to them first. What if the caller called first? I don't care. They're not there in person. The person who's standing in front of you deserves the attention. Love the ones you're with. That's a great. (laughs) Yes. 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 This is very important. That person who is on the phone is sitting in the comfort of their home or in their car or they're in a hot tub or they're at work and they're air on. They can wait. You got somebody standing there in front of you with, with, uh, with cash or ready money as Oscar Wilde would say. You got to take care of them first. Why do I bring that up? Because this happens a lot and it, it represents the entire mentality that I find these days in customer service. Because these customer service jobs, if you think about it, most jobs, most jobs, I'm not talking about the lone developer in his sweatpants, you know, in the room. Most jobs have an aspect of customer service to them. Right, Shlok? Yes, okay. absolutely. Thank you. All right. So I say this because sometimes you're asked to do things that are so far above and beyond anything you should do for your job. Asked to make sacrifices. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. Sacrifices, Natalie. 
understand sacrifice. You know where I'm going with this. I do. Natalie, do you want me to tell this story or do you want to tell the story? You can do it. You want me to do it? Yeah. All right, we're not going to get I specific. I'm afraid to. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll keep drinking. We'll, I mean, <laughs> hypothetically, we'll, you'll relax. Keep drinking your mind. Okay, let me tell you about Natalie. What is your, what is your trade? What is your uh, profession? I am a product designer. Product designer. You focus on things like user experience, user interface, right. design. Specifically for mobile. Mobile. Expertise in mobile. You've been doing this for how long? Um, for about, well, for mobile specifically for about five years. Okay. And you've been working for how many years professionally? Oh. Ten. Ten years? Yeah. Okay. About ten. Okay. I got to re-EQ her. Can you get her? Cl- I'm going to fix that thing. Why is this? I'm the only one that does this. I have to just work all this stuff. We'll edit this out in post. Don't be afraid. We'll edit it Don't out be afraid post. of the mic. The mic will not hurt. <laughs> Almost kiss it. <laughs> Make up wow. the mic. I know. <laughs> we'll edit all that out. Uh, so Natalie has been in this job. Now, you've heard my definition of the corporate stooge. Do you, do you, would you qualify your job? And, and maybe now all I do is I qualified. Would you qualify your job in the way you felt in the job as corporate stooge? Would you say you were a corporate stooge? They're not going to listen to this. Don't worry. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Not, not necessarily. Okay. Because you felt it's, at points in time you were, it was rewarding. Right. You were able to work from home. Yeah. It's ups and downs. Did you ever travel for this job? Yeah, but very minimally. Infrequently. Yeah. yeah. How many times in, have you been, you've been in this company for two and a half years? Yep. And how many times during the two and a half years did you travel for this company? Um, I would say a total of, a month. One, one, one month across all of the time that you were there? Right. The whole time you were there, one month. That sounds about right. Okay. So if you were suddenly called upon to travel for weeks at a time, that would be unusual, right? Yeah, definitely. That wouldn't be something you would expect to happen. Not at all. Okay. So you're at this company and you're the one remote worker. Everybody else, they're in the, they're in their offices in New York and San Francisco. Yeah, we don't want to call I out. I am the company, only one, but you were the only one, and this was a little bit of a concern to you from time to time because, in some ways, you might have felt left out. But they obviously valued you, and they valued your talents, right? Yeah, I definitely felt like they did. Okay, she's being nice now. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Now, your review came up, yeah. and you've been th- you you have how far can I go with this? How what do you want me not to say? I don't know. Can I talk about how you felt? Um, yeah, sure. Okay. Why not? You felt, a, you felt a bit left out. You felt like your talents weren't being fully utilized at the company. Yep. Okay. So this review came up and you were trying, you were, you were starting to, we, can we, can I say the whole thing? Cause give me permission to say the whole thing. Sure. Can I talk about what Anthony is doing? Oh yeah. Okay. Anthony's starting up. I won't, I won't go into names. Anthony's starting up a new company. And the part of the dream that you guys have had was to start a company together, to work together, to be part of a team and start something amazing. You're together. You're both talented. You both work in a similar industry and you have great ideas and you want to put them uh, to the test, see if you can build something. Yep. Yeah. So meanwhile, you have this opportunity here with your husband saying, wow, I, I have the potential to take on these really great new projects and start something really amazing. And I'm, I'm, I'm worried I'm going to have to turn down what could be these really potentially exciting and, and even lucrative projects because I need help and I want you to be the one that helps me. I want you to be a partner with this in, in the business with me. 
now. And meanwhile, you're, you're not very happy at your job. You're not, they're not, they don't, maybe I think I'm going to say it. They don't appreciate you. They don't appreciate you. So here you are thinking about maybe this is a good time to, to leave. And then you had your review and you expressed some of these concerns at your review. I did. And their response was, well, I'm, you know, let's, I'm sorry you feel that way. And, and then did they offer to do anything? Did they say? We talked they, about what we can do to fix it. Um, what were their solutions? They really didn't have any. They were looking to me to provide the solutions, which I also didn't have, unfortunately. So a week or so goes by. Yesterday, Wednesday, no, two Thursday. days ago. Oh, yeah. Two days ago, they tell you on Monday, which is just two days from now, really three, you will, you will be going to San Francisco. Well, okay, neat, neat little trip. No, you're going to be gone for three weeks. Yeah. So you have from Wednesday to Monday to get your fares in order, say goodbye to your husband. Which he was not very happy about. No. Just a note. <laughs> and, and, and you have to go, and he shouldn't have been happy about it. And you have to go for three weeks. And you have to, here's what you have to do. You have to go to San Francisco, no warning. Once you're in San Francisco, you're going to be on a bus for an hour and a half each day to go from San Francisco to Mountain View on a bus. And then you will be working for a client or something in San, in uh, Mountain None View. Mountain View, yeah. And then you'll ride the bus back and you're doing this for three weeks. And I'll be alone in you'll, a room by myself. You'll be alone, nobody. alone in a room by yourself. And also sharing, sharing a apartment or hotel or something with a, a stranger, a strange man. A co-worker. A co-worker yeah. who you've never met. I've met him a couple of times. Okay. Not completely. And you're going, and, and so uh, at, the, at the dinner last night, we were talking to you about this and uh, Anthony then began to say, yeah, I mean, I, I really prefer that she not do this. And you were saying, I really don't necessarily want to do this either, right? Right. You were not really happy about it, especially because here you're sitting there faced with the situation. Of, you, you're going to quit anyway in your mind. You know you're going to quit because you want to do this thing with your husband. You want to start this business. And this business, you've got clients already. You've got work coming in. There's money coming in. You've been smart and you've saved money so that you guys are, are very, all the things that I tell these callers and these listeners to do, have, have a support structure, have money in the bank if you want to try something new, have other things that you could pursue if it doesn't work out, have somebody to work with, have a partner, all of these things, live somewhere where it, you can, all of these things, you've done them all. You've done them all. We have tried. You know, you've done them. You're there. <laughs> you've done it. The only step that you were considering taking, not ready to take yet, was, okay, I need to, I need to make that decision to leave my job. So last night you were saying, this, this it seems unreasonable. Chat room, to agree with, tell me this is un unreasonable. They're, they're, they think this is crazy. They're up there livid right now in the chat room. Are you looking at this, Hattie? Yeah, in the I see them. They're livid. It. <laughs> I would quit immediately. Completely unreasonable, the they say. I refuse to do that. Odd, insane, unreasonable, Boom. Wow. awful. Boom. Look awful. at it going. Look at it going. Okay. Thank, you know, five, for the first time in the history of 5x5, five five, <laughs> the chat room is finally coming through. <laughs> Somebody has even typed the word penis. <laughs> right. I don't, that's, I think they just were, have outraged. been waiting to do <laughs> that. That's how sense. outraged they are. Yes. So, <laughs> so uh, over the conversation last night, Natalie finally comes to terms with this and says, I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to quit. I'm done. I'm done. 
She threw her hands up. I'm done. It was that moment of realization that I was like, okay, this is enough. Enough is enough. Okay. So I said, you know, I think it would be acceptable being that you're remote. I think it would be acceptable for you to quit either. I mean, phone is ideal because then you're, you're talking to the person directly by phone. Uh, secondarily would be an email. You could do an email, but either way we said we offered, Hattie and I offered, we said, listen, I'm, I'm the pro quitting. <laughs> I, I'll help you compose, whether it's a script or an email or whatever, I'll help you compose it. 830 in the morning. So meanwhile, late at, late at night last night, uh, you, you, you know, you were saying that you were going to talk to your boss, uh, who uh, old boss who is in London, whatever. You talked to them, and then uh, you felt really good about. It. Then this morning, really early, you sent me a text. You're like, "Oh, don't worry about uh, the thing." I'm, I, and this was like really early. I'm like, "You didn't sleep at all last night, did no, you?" No, I didn't. This is stressing you out. You're stressed out right now. I was. You feel better I now. I was. Yes, I do. I feel so much better. A hypothetical beverage might be helping you. And so here you are. And I get this news. I get this text. I'm going to read the text. Let me open it up here. You send us a text. And the text, we had already invited you onto the show to talk about this. And you said to me today, 9.17 a.m. Had to get ready to ring the bell. She says, I quit, exclamation point. Okay. All right. So Natalie has, that's a real bell. (laughs) Yay, Natalie. Natalie has quit the job. And I think this is great. Good for her. Thank you. And now, this is the part that people are going to start getting really angry about. This is going to get really angry. We're going to get some calls. Oh, no. So I'm going to read the number. So get ready. 512-518-5714. Guess what? She's still going to California. But just for two weeks instead of three. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the things you'll be missing over the next two weeks? My nephew's birthday. Nephew's birthday. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day with your husband. How many years um, have you guys been married? We've been married for three years. Three years. Yeah. Not newlyweds, but no. Valentine's Day is still important. Yeah. It's an excuse to be with your other half. <laughs> yeah. They're very upset. They're so, yeah. <laughs> that was... I'm sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> look at him go. Look at him. Just look at him go. So uh, you're going to miss that. What else will you miss? We're getting, we're, you know, and I'm missing, um, can we, we can talk about the office if you want. Yeah. They're going to be in our office. They're our co-office. They're officing in the massive they're, they're new five by five headquarters. They're our mm-hmm. office partners. And I'm going to be missing the move in. Miss the move. Right. was really exciting. Missing, um, missing then, a lot of things. I know. And then really a baby shower. missing a moving She's not going to have to do the move, like folks. Gra- That's what you're for. She's going to be. She's going to be interior designing it. We're going to yes. drag you out of your sick, sick bed, and have you carry everything in. Uh, Shlok, this is nuts. Am I right? It is. It is. And I'm glad that you've made the transition. Um, but but what is going on with going on the trip? I don't know. I I feel bad. I felt bad. I felt like I didn't want to let them down. I think that's oh, okay. the biggest thing. And they were really counting on me and I've been invested in this company for like two and a half years, you know, and I don't want to just kind of like, oh, sorry, you're on your own with this one. You know what? That is really classy. And uh, I think that's a, that's actually a very cool move. Yeah, you're going to miss some stuff, but you know what? You get you get to keep your friends and colleagues and allies. And that's that's smart. Yeah. So it's not ideal. It's not. It's a I long guess, time. But. And then what else, what else did your boss ask you to do? <laughs> oh, geez. So I told him that I had quit and I was going to put in a four-week notice 
And he then came back and asked me if I would extend that to seven weeks because it would make his life easier. <laughs> seven weeks. Yes. Now, an awkward seven week notice. <laughs> I mean, given, given a longer notice when I was CTO uh, for a startup in San Francisco, I did give them quite an extended notice. I think it was more like two months. I was, right. I was CTO of a company. So we had to have a transition yeah. and you hear this a lot, you know, I was a very fancy executive and everything, not really. Um, but whenever you hear about, uh, you know, like somebody leaves Apple, we talk about that all the time. Somebody leaves Apple, uh, you know, it's, it, they transition over, it could be six months. It could be a year even that uh, somebody transitions out. Adam, uh, Adam, a wolf in the chat room says, well, CTO is a bit different. I agree. You did not agree to the seven weeks. No. So you've given I'm not a, that crazy. You've given a two week notice and they're and they, and they're sending you to a client site, right? They're sending you to a client site. Right. You're going to represent them at the client site yep. in a in a state thousands of miles away. Yes. You're going there to do that. And they're they they must trust you a lot. I would never send somebody who had quit to represent me to a client. I just don't think they have any other choice, which is another reason why I felt so obligated to go. They asked other people to go instead of you, and they said no. Yeah, I know. I wasn't the first. You choice. were not their first choice to go, and the other person said no. Was the other person married? Yes. So he they just couldn't. He said he couldn't go this month. So maybe you, it down. maybe you can't go this month. It's too late. I now. don't know. I mean, it sounds like you have a cool opportunity to. Get the work done and then spend. What's your cool evening. about it, Sloke? What's cool about it? You're in San Francisco. You're you're starting a technology company. You're in San Francisco for two weeks on somebody else's dime. I mean, she's going to be is- working and on a bus going back and forth from Mountain View. It takes an hour and a half for her to get there, so she's going to live out of some weird you know, hotel or apartment thing. She's going to have but to it- wake up an hour and a half early to get in somewhere, and at the end of the day, at six o'clock, and they're going to trust me. They're going to have her there till six or seven. It's going to be nine, nine o'clock before she's home. You're going to want to go out and party in San Francisco and meet with potential clients at 930 at night after riding a bus. Sloke. <laughs> uh, how, how is it from six o'clock to 930 the commute all of a sudden? Because it's an hour and a half bus ride. That's not three and a half hours like you just described. Okay. Unlike guys, women have to prepare themselves to go right. out. If you've been at work all day, you're going to want to freshen up, freshen up, shower, yeah. maybe redo your makeup, something. You know, she's got the ombre style hair thing. You can't just, you know, put a hat on and walk out like you do. I, 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 oh, we've I seen what happens yeah, to your hair. Yeah, we've seen you after a <laughs> so full don't day. Even. <laughs> That's after a full night, I guess. But I don't know. I just feel like a two-week trip in the tech capital of the world while you're starting a new business on somebody else's dime is is a half full glass situation. It's not all bad. Okay, so if you glee, agree or agree with Schlug, <laughs> or if you disagree, 512-518-5714 is the number to dial. I really want to hear your opinions. Me while too. You, while you think, yeah, because it's not too late for you to say no. I just want to be clear about that. What are they going to do, fire you? Right. I'm not. I'm not until a, I get into that plane. I'll I'm not a fan of burning choice. bridges. All right, let me talk to this uh, to Tim who wants to uh, quit his job. Tim, you're you're willing to be homeless. I, I was in fact homeless. So um, I'm calling. Uh, recently, I got a job out here in New Hampshire. Um, I got a job from actually a podcast listener that wanted to hire me, which is a pretty cool story there. Um, but. Uh, after graduating college and since then it was, um, stuck in Indiana and 
I'm not good at getting jobs. I'm not a good worker. I like doing my own things, uh, podcasting and other things. So I um, got a job kind of freelancing with this website company that covers Apple News out in Los Angeles. So I moved out there. And I knew going into it that I would not have enough income for housing. So I was willing to go out there and kind of work a job, work this job, and pursue, you know, my dreams from the state of homelessness. And I, you know, basically treated it as a big, long camping trip for two years where commutes uh, to Pasadena Forest and then take uh, trains back into L.A. And I uh, did that for a year, then moved to Hawaii and continued that kind of homeless lifestyle while still working and freelancing and doing what I, I love to do, but didn't get paid uh, a lot to do. So, um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's good. So the question is, like, how far are people willing to go? Like, are are most people willing to just go after the dream without saving up a bunch of money to do it? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's a great it's a great point, a great question. I'm I'm really not sure because if you think about it, it seems like there's the two extremes. There's the people who are ready who who have very little and so they really have nothing to lose anyway. You know, so they can move out somewhere and they can struggle. I mean, being homeless is probably extreme for a lot of people. I know people who've done it. I know people who've lived out of their cars. And that always seems like a bit much to me. Yeah, but it's possible. Was, what you did is I possible. Had, yeah, I had no money going into it. So, the, I mean, the worst I'm going to be is having no money, which uh, don't lose much there. And the net gain is you get to experience something that's sitting in your mom's house. You won't get experience. Uh, you know, you don't move forward saying comfortable is was my thought at the beginning of it all. I mean, obviously, the best thing that you can possibly do, and this is the advice that I always give people, is you want to have several months, the more the better, the several months, you know, salary, whatever that is, whatever your living costs are, you want to be able to sustain that for at least three months or longer if you have a business plan that you're trying to put into place. If you're miserable at your job and you want to get out of there and you decide that you want to quit, I mean, I think that's great. If you're really sure about it, and then what do you do? You go and you, you lean on your support network. You tell people who you might need help from, and you say, I'm really unhappy. I want to I want to try something else. They'll support you in that. If you don't have anyone to support you, even if you do, save up money. You know, I mean, unless you're absolutely miserable and you have to get out. Natalie here had the perfect has the, has the perfect situation, you know? She can go right into something where they're already making money, but you didn't have that. No, I just graduated college and didn't find anything locally and felt this opportunity out there. And I had fun. I was able to do it in Indiana still where I uh, started, but um, I wanted to go there and work with live human beings in, in L.A. And uh, it was a great learning experience. And I, I don't regret that time. I, I really feel it was something that made me stronger and able to Put up with stuff I would not be able to if I just stayed back in the Midwest. How long ago was that? So um, I moved uh, March of 2011 and then was in L.A. for a year. Then moved to Honolulu in March And you were, you were living out of – where were you living during this? Um, so my, my, I basically looked at the metro system to see how far out near uh, nature could I get with buses and stuff. So I found this really awesome spot in Pasadena, this little forest, very isolated, and 
so basically, we felt like camping every night. It was about an hour commute uh, by buses and stuff um, from ho- hmm. uh, Hollywood out to Pasadena. And uh, did that for a year and then went out to Hawaii and uh, did that because it was a lot warmer at night, you know, um, to do that kind of work. Do you regret it? You're happy about it. You're happy you did it. Very happy you did it. it, it was and now your podcast, your podcasting, your podcasting now is your full-time job? No. Um, well, sort of. So I was podcasting before I even moved out. So I did a show about the iPad. And uh, well, will, we have, will we have heard of these shows? Have we heard of these, Tim? Um, so I did iPad Possibilities. It was one of the two bigger shows when it first came out, 2010, the iPad was announced. And then I continue to do a daily Apple News show called iWake. And um, I continue to do that alongside my day job. Uh, but uh, for the day job, uh, it was a listener that wanted to hire me. And uh, he won my Apple expertise as they deal with product. They deal with basically an iPad hooked up to some cool stuff to measure vibration and spindles and stuff to fix them. But um, so I, I'm able to produce media and podcasts and all, All right. Do you, you want to you want to pimp? Yeah. I gotta let you go. You, you want to pimp something you're doing so people can go check it out. Sure. Um, iWakePodcast.com, and I just came out with a book um, about the iPod, iPod uh, Evolution.net. For that. All right. Well, thank you for the call, and shame on you for not uh, sponsoring. Well, I hope you. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. All right. That's a weird story. Homeless is pretty extreme. Okay, so here he is. I wake podcasts. I'll put, yeah, why not? I'll do him a favor. I'll put him in the show notes. So that's him. He's podcasting on his headphones. You go check that out. A little different setup than we have. Start small. Nothing wrong with that. So Natalie, we got to, Hattie, we're going to have to do something with, not right now. We're going to have to put, because I can never, the main guest is always over there. And then this boom I know. I feel like I'm going to have to move. No, you're you're fine. <laughs> I just I feel like we're going to do something. Yeah. The flow, the feng shui in here could, is all off. Maybe she could come more right here. No, I don't want anyone to move now. I'm okay. talking for next time. Everyone's okay. situated, and I don't want. Well, to, we'll we'll change we'll change it up. We got to get in that space. Oh, I know. that would solve everything. It really would, mm-hmm. Natalie. You finally Natalie, see what you're we still deal gonna, with. You're still going to San Francisco, and Schlok is sitting here saying it's an opportunity. Right now, I mean. It, are you gonna Are you gonna make use of this as an opportunity? Do you think that you will? I think so. I think Anthony is gonna. He might be meeting me there, so we so can, he'll come out there, and that that will yeah. that will take the pressure off. That would help. There I you go. Yeah, I can't imagine being too away two weeks. You know, without him, it's a long time. People don't realize it's a long that. Time. It's one thing if you're you know a, a single like Schloke. You know, you can take weeks at a time off to you know watch TV or whatever. <laughs> but once you have what. Once you have, you know, you have a, a, a family unit, it changes things a little bit. And plus, I love Austin so much. I just hate every time I leave it. San Francisco is not a bad place to go. Mm. It's not as good as Austin, yeah. <laughs> let's be honest. Squarespace, everything you need to make an amazing website, fully hosted, completely managed environment for creating and maintaining a beautiful website, blogger portfolio, and something else that I can't talk about yet. Ryan. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. In a week, in a week, when you tune into the show, I'm gonna have some big news about Squarespace, but it's secret, and he won't let me talk about it. it. Means no matter how experienced you are with building websites, you can build something amazing in just a few minutes. 
something I can't talk about. Without having to worry about hosting, scaling, or integration, they have amazing templates or templates. Everything in this platform is drag and drop. It's all integrated. They get a page builder called Layout Engine. You just drag blocks of content around. You just move stuff around, and it just works. When you look at it in your iOS device, your Android device, or any browser, it looks beautiful, it looks consistent, it looks the same, and it's amazing. And they have iOS and Android apps that let you manage stuff and blog on the go. It's really, really awesome. There's two ways you can sign up. You can sign up month to month. You can sign up for a year. If you sign up for a year, you get a custom domain name and you get 20% off. If you sign up for two years, you get 25% off. But if you just want to do month to month, that's fine. You can still link up your own custom domain. It's all done. You don't even have to give them a credit card. They have a special URL just for this show. So if this show means anything at all to you, if you've ever been helped by anything we've ever done, try going to squarespace.com slash quit. That supports the show. It lets them know that you're listening. Very important. And when you go and you want to sign up, enter an offer code. The offer code is stooge2, the number two, stooge2. You get an additional 10% off no matter what you sign up for. Really, really great service. And boys, there's something cool coming out next week. Squarespace.com slash quit. Don't wait for next week to try it either. All right, we've got voicemails. We've got more calls. There's one call in here that's really intriguing to me, and that's somebody named Lynette. Lynette, is this? are you here? I'm here, yeah, but I'm outside, so I have to go pick up my daughter. I'm so sorry I'm outside. That's all right, you know. Anyone. I can't talk in front of him. So here's the thing. I quit yeah. my job when I had my daughter. She's nine now. Okay. I freelanced a little bit on and off, and um, I'm having just a really hard time finding a job. At first, it was because I couldn't work full time because I, you know, I have to take care of her and to pay for childcare. You know, it's a wash for mm-hmm. me to. So, you know, my husband is really fed up with being the sole supporter uh, and resentful. And I, we just moved to the Bay Area, and I know absolutely no one. Mm-hmm. And I'm try- I did find something, you know, a small job. As you can hear, I'm, I'm, I'm from Brooklyn. I know you can hear. I'm I was going to say, you've got to be in the Northeast. You're Long, long Island. Yeah, I'm from Long Island. My nice. daughter loves that. She has no accent, remarkably. So, yeah, we're um, old neighbors. So the is, yeah, so it's it's just really, I don't, it's sometimes I have days where I just don't know what to do. Like, had like had like you know you apply for these jobs and they're good leads and I write my cover letters and everything's right and just nothing and plus I'm I'm kind of old now too I'm 45 not so old. I, <laughs> I'm feeling it but you feel old like I I took I took a short term freelance job I got something and it was really it was fifteen dollars an hour but I just did it because I had to get out of the house my husband works remotely and he's home and I'm home with him all day. And we've been married for a really long time. And How we long? cannot be together all day long. We've been How together long? for 20 years, but we've been married for 11 years. But we've been together for 20 years. Okay. Well, I'm, I've, been, I've been with my wife for about 20 years. I and mean, we've been married less than that, too. But I know how that is. People who are yeah. like newlyweds, people like Natalie have been married for three years. Like, I, I don't want to be away from my husband for a week. Oh. I'm like, well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so no, I understand I your situation. I understand your situation. Okay. Can I ask what kind of work are you in? What do you do? I'm a production artist. So I worked, I've worked in advertising. I've worked at a small agency in New York when I, when I quit. 
um, they weren't supportive of, they were going to give me like one month's maternity leave. And, and it, it was just awkward. So I, I worked in advertising. I do production. So I take, like, I would make um, inserts, business-to-business business print stuff. Uh, inserts that go into your like credit card bill, you know, that would make things like that. Um, Are you any good? Are you good at what you do? I'm good. I'm a good, I I used to, I put myself through school, you know, I always worked until I had my daughter, but I come from a single parent household. And when I had her, I was like, I can't, I can't leave this kid. I just cannot do it. You know, I told my husband, like, I, I'm not going back to work. I can't do it. And he's like, uh, Okay. And here we are, nice. <laughs> and I'm still yeah, I mean, my, my wife's full time job now, after we had our kids, is to be with the kids. I mean, we, I have two kids and she's with them yeah. full time. And, and that was yeah. always our plan. Um, but it sounds like he's, he's also encouraging you, it sounds like, to, to go out and find something. But it also sounds like you're ready, right? I mean, you're, you have a nine year old. She's in school, I'm assuming, for a, a good part of the day yeah, as well, yeah. right? Yeah, she is in school for a good part of the day. And he's home, and he's he's available to take her to school and pick her up. So, wow. I'm like, I'm ready to go. And I'm just uh, hanging what do you, in there, and I'm like, so. I was going to ask, what what do you think is the is making it uh, difficult? Why do you think that you're not being hired? Is it simply people say, oh, she has these skills, but she's been out of the workforce for almost 10 years? I think it, uh, I think it might be that. I think it be my, might be my age. I mean, the place that I worked, it was for a website that did holiday cards. And so what I did was just went in and edited the people's orders and you would, it would come through in a system and uh, an order system and it would, all the files would be set up in uh, illustrator or Photoshop uh, or InDesign. And uh, I would just edit them to make sure that they were good. I had like training. The people were great, but it's just, it's a small operation. So it's, you know, I knew it wouldn't amount to anything because they just hired like 200 people and it only lasted about maybe four to six weeks. Um, but I was happy to do it, you know, and I was like, well, at least I did something locally, but I don't know why. I mean, I, it's like, you feel like such a loser. It's like, I'm old and I'm like, what's, and you feel like, what's wrong with me? You know? And well, I first, first of all, you're, you're not old. I grit, really. I, I don't or grit. You've been listening to Merlin. You've been listening to Merlin. Uh, so, so listen. Yeah. First of all, that's, that's may actually be a longer time. You're the second person to have offered to do that. (laughs) Uh, And it might be a hazard, might be a hazard for your health uh, as a parent. It might need more people. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So here's the thing. First of all, 45 is not old. In fact, um, you are entering the time period of your life where you will do your best work. You're going to be in the time period now where you will be doing your best work. And most of the people in, in history, if you look at the, the people who've made the most difference in the world, they've done it at the age that you're entering into. I should say that we're entering into uh, because this is this is the time when everything kind of comes together for you. So yeah. if, if somebody's if so, I, I think of you, uh, to be honest, as as uh, as a really good find as a bargain. Because you've been out of the workforce, you're you're as excited and eager and hungry to get back into it, if not more so than somebody who just graduated from college. Especially because, I know. L- l- listen to me, the way that I, uh, I these mean, kids I, are coming out of college today, they don't not. I don't mean the two of you. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> they don't no. have it. Is it is much? Listen. You grew up and you paid your dues 
and you you get this sense of integrity and you you have that kind of caring and i'm i'm sorry if i sound like an old dude and i'm fine getting the email and the calls about this but I, the majority of folks that i run into that are coming out of college right now they have this sense of, and maybe we had it too uh, lynette i don't remember i don't feel like i had it but i, I maybe we did and i'm i'm past the point of remembering now uh, but I don't feel like I felt like I was entitled. I felt like I knew more than my bosses. I definitely felt like I was way smarter than them. I realized I, they were way smarter than me. But at the time, I thought I was smarter. After you start working, you're like, oh, yeah. I'm smarter than my boss. That's right. And and then, you, of course, you <laughs> one day realize that they're in a whole world that you don't even begin to fathom or understand. But – the, no. the fact is, is, is you're not going to come in with that attitude of entitlement, but you're still going to come in with that, that energy and that drive and that hunger to do something. I, we have a lot of listeners in the Bay Area, I would imagine. And I'm sure, you know, that, that, that there's somebody listening to this right now that would be willing to give it a shot. So if, how do they get in touch with you? If there's a, a listener here who's listening saying, huh, this, this, uh, this lady sounds like she might uh, have something happening here. How do they get in touch okay. with you? What's the best way? Do you have a Twitter account, please? I am on Twitter, please? but I'm... I- I am on Twitter, but I don't uh, tweet that much. But um, I'm Auntie Lynette at Twitter. Um, A U N T Y. What? Why don't? Why? I. You know what? I'm just. I find things creepy. Like I think Facebook is creepy. I know you guys were talking about that a couple of days ago. How creepy? Yeah. <laughs> I just find Facebook creepy, and it's just like I never get used to it. Like I went on and off Facebook like three or four times where I closed the account and I was like, I just, I can't do this. It's just weird, but it's hard, especially I, I miss my friends in New York and that's what they use. So I have to be on it, you know, yeah. something to communicate with them. Like they just don't email. Um, I mean, I don't know what else they do. So, I mean, they're all on Facebook. Okay, Facebook, so I put yeah, I put yeah I put you into the show notes. The link to your Twitter account is in the show notes at five by five dot tv slash quit slash eleven. You can give this lady a chance. Somebody out there, I'm serious. I think you've got something uh, something interesting <laughs> happening here I'm in the really, chat room. I'm I'm real. I'm very careful. Like I'm I'm really into typesetting and stuff. Like my daughter, like my daughter knows it. she's obsessed with it too. She's like, look, mom, Helvetica. That's a great movie for kids to watch too. That movie, <laughs> that's a documentary. That's awesome. I'm sure Hattie's seen it. Oh yes, I've seen Helvetica. Uh, the chat room is saying, "Oh, the do- uh, the chat room saying that you should call print shops. They're usually looking for production designers uh, and to do pre press yeah. and things like that." Listen, yeah. t- somebody's going to yeah. call you up. I guarantee yeah. it. Somebody's going to find you on Twitter and, and do something. And here's the thing: I want you to remember. You say you don't. You, you say you don't have grit. You say you don't have gumption. Uh, I've got, I've got news. I've got news for you. If you've raised a nine-year-old child, you've got all of that. So uh, trust me, anything you do in the workforce yeah. is going to be a piece of cake. Seriously, piece of cake compared yeah. to this. Thank you. Thank. I mean, I don't want. I don't. I don't want to sound like I regret staying home with her because she's, she's a great kid. She's got. She's outgoing, and I know it's because I stayed home with her. You know. She's just fearless and uh, don't feel you know, bad about confident. that ever. Like that's that's a I, huge and thing. I, and I know, I know it's because you know she knew that I was always there for her and her dad. You know, of course, my husband, but more, mostly it's been me. You know. And, Listening um, to your accent is, is so comforting to me because you sound like most of my family, and uh, I like the accent and I appreciate I appreciate the call. Listen, you're going to be fine, and uh, don't worry about it. Twitter's not creepy. Facebook very creepy. Twitter, no. not creepy. Change your avatar on Twitter from the egg and <laughs> f- follow, follow those of us in this room. No, no, no. It's, uh, no, it shouldn't be the egg. It should be it's Finn and Jake. It's Totoro. 
It is. So wait, maybe I got your, uh, how do I spell your, uh, how do I spell your, your name on Twitter? It's L Y N E T T E. But auntie, auntie. Auntie, Like, you know, Asian families, you know, I'm married. I'm an old Asian family too. So. Oh, look at that. That's the right one. Not why. I just spelled it wrong. Look at so. that. It's Finn and Jake in the Totoro style. Wow. Oh, that's so cute. She's cool. She is cool. How can you not hire She's this cool, person? Cool lady. All right. Thank you. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. And I think thank things are going to so be much. just just fine. Stick with it. I will. And when I get a job, I'm going to shoot something your way. Some money. Something. No, no, you're not. No, please don't. Just call back in and tell us, tell us what's going on. Don't shoot any money anymore. I will. Thank you. Thank you, right. guys. Bye. Bye. Why would she shoot money? <laughs> so I'm still, I'm still can't believe you're going on this thing, Natalie. I can't believe this. I know. I mean, listen, don't listen to Shulk. I'm going to shut off his mic. It's two weeks and your husband's <laughs> going to be there. He'll be there for the second week and that's all right. Yeah. So it's one week. I'll survive. Three. The second week will be all right. Yeah. You know, but there's a lot of people. They were going to send you for three weeks and you weren't going to quit. You were just going to go. I know. And I agreed to that. Yeah. That's partially my fault because I didn't say no and I didn't speak up for myself. Okay. Let's talk about that then. Last night at dinner, you said that you didn't want to let them down. That regardless of, regardless of how you felt or what you felt you were doing, even knowing in your mind that you were probably leaving or definitely leaving at some point, you still didn't want to let them down. So that's, I, I actually see that as a really good thing. We talk, I talked with Lynette about credibility. I talked with her about, um, accountability you you care even though you're leaving you still care about this job you care about the people that you've worked with you care about the projects you're involved with that says a lot about you as far as your integrity and uh and and you know caring and 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 that's not a negative thing and i don't mean to come across like i'm attacking that i'm not but i'm i'm also surprised that even knowing that you were leaving that you were willing to it's kind of will be be willing to let go in a way right so what, I mean, what, what was that? You were, the fear, the concern or whatever it was that, that you felt. For, for going? For not wanting or, to let them down, for, for that being something that was driving you it's to. just because I knew that they were counting on me. Yeah. And I, I mean, I always say, you know, do unto others as you would want to do, you know, what, whatever that quote is. I always listening every time. But um, it's like, if I were to be a business owner and I had an employee, I would mm-hmm. only expect that employee to have that courtesy for me too. Would you as an employer ask your employee to go on a three week trip with three days notice? Probably not. Exactly. <laughs> so you, Wait, you're accountable. You I know. <laughs> Excuse me. You wouldn't do that. There's a business requirement that Hattie needs to leave on Monday and you find out today. Hell no. Of course not. Of course not. Really? Of course not. So you just lose, I mean, that's really, really cute, but like you would just lose (laughs) the opportunity. Of course I would. That's unreasonable. And I wouldn't, and I wouldn't ask because I know that they would feel the way that Natalie felt. They'd feel obligated to go. Now, if I hired somebody, let me, let me frame this. If I hired somebody as, let's say a, a closer, a salesperson, somebody who as part of their job definition was to make business happen. And for whatever reason, they're a consultant they're, uh, they're, uh, you know, what, what was it? What was the guy's name in Pulp Fiction? The cleaner. They're a cleaner. 
you know, or there's somebody whose job requires this kind of thing. And the analogy, the, the example I gave last night, I used to have a friend and she worked for uh, an insurance uh, agency uh, and a home insurance agency. And she would go on something called storm. And what this meant is whenever a storm came, such as a hurricane or a tornado or some um, natural event that destroyed homes, as soon as the event would pass, she would be then sent out to that place and she would spend several weeks there, sometimes even longer. She would spend that time there doing in insurance assessments, going to the different homes and businesses and doing the assessments and looking around and, and writing all this down and filing these claims. So she knew, oh, there's a hurricane. It's going to hit the uh, panhandle of Florida. She knew that when that thing passed in a week, she was going to be on a plane going to that area and she was going to spend the next week, two, three, four, five, six, eight weeks over there. That was her job. That's what she signed up for. And she, it, was, it was sprung on her at the last minute in a way because nature determined it. Now, if I had somebody who was working full-time for me as a salesperson... Or if you told me at the beginning of my job, Hattie, there are chances that you will be traveling throughout the year on short notice. Very short notice. Then, and you said, yes, I would still accept this job. Mm -hmm. Then I would have no qualms at all about right. saying, oh, uh, we've got to go... Because we've agreed on Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But for somebody who spent two and a half years working remotely and who's traveled several weeks over that two and a half time period, probably Natalie, I'm guessing, planned out. Yeah. Yeah, they were planned at least, you know, a couple weeks in advance. At least a couple weeks. One. Oh, and Mantuan in the chat room That's says... Oh. Some, some relation to Anthony, some, I'm guessing. I guess. Uh, <laughs> That's said, remember, Anthony. it was for seven, seven weeks initially. Right. Oh, yeah. We right. left that out. They originally asked her to go for seven weeks. Okay, that's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have Schloke on our, on yeah. our side. <laughs> Originally asked her to go for seven weeks. Then somehow it went down to three, and now it's it's two. But the fact is, that's not in her job description. It wasn't, it wasn't something. And yet, Natalie, they had no problem, no problem at all asking you to go for seven weeks. Right. You had a problem saying, no, I understand why. But that just shows it's not a two-way, <laughs> it's not a two-way street. It's not a two-way street. Another thing that, uh, that I'll point out is, you know, I think, uh, honestly, I think you going, it's a very noble thing. I'm not, I'm not criticizing you for going. I can't believe you're doing it, but I'm thrilled that you're doing it. And if I was in the same exact situation, I, I have a feeling I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done it. And of course, Shloka would not ask somebody who is not, whose job was not defined by that to go and travel and do something like that. And if it meant you know, I'm at a, I'm probably at a much smaller scale when it comes to sponsorships and clients uh, than the company that Natalie uh, works for is. They're probably dealing with multi million dollar deals, uh, which which is great. I'd love to have those, but if it meant sending somebody on short notice or asking somebody to go on short notice when that was not something that we'd done, uh, and I knew that that person was married and had a life, not just a, you know not just a single person who loved traveling and was ready to go at the drop of a hat. That's a different story. All right, listen, we've got Frank from Mexico. I got to jump on the call with him. Frank, you want to get fired and get a good severance package. Yeah, hi, Dan. Uh, hi. Frank. Uh, thanks a lot for the, thanks a lot for the show. I, I listen to, to all the episodes. Are you, do you have me on, are you and, on speakerphone? Because there's a major echo and it's like really sounds terrible. I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm kind of like hiding. In a, I, I actually have headphones, but I'm hiding in your room because I'm, I'm at work. Okay, but it's it's impossible to hear what you're saying. I regret that I can't like I can't like keep going because it's like it's ri ridiculous. Okay, so now there's sound. I'm 
I can't do it, dude. Uh, I, I hope you don't hate me. I can't do it. It's awful. I had. I, what am I supposed to do? It, it happens. It happens. He waited an hour to talk, and then he's got that nonsense. So listen, we. If he can find okay, if he can find a quiet place, a very very quiet place, and call back, Caitlin will screen it in a lovely way. I'm just looking at. We got a lot of voicemails. A lot of voicemails, and I Good. want to get to them. Good. We have we have plenty of time. We don't have it. It's been an hour. Well, I'm saying we have plenty of time in the because there's no. Yeah, problem. I see that, but mm. some good call. All right. Have you screened see. these, Dan? I have screened several several okay. of them. Lovely. But I like I like the uncertainty. Uh, I like not nice. I like not knowing. I like being surprised the way I'm surprised with call. I feel really bad. I had to dump that guy. You got to do what you got to do. You know. Oh, there's so many of these. Oh, hi, Dan. My name's Claire. I'm calling because I just listened to your fifth show, Gumption. And right at the end, you said that if someone had introduced a friend to quit, then you guys would go and have a drink with them in their town. So the friend who introduced me is called Richard Loudon. We'd be so pleased if you'd come to our town. We both live in London, England. So if you make it that far, we'd love to meet you. Thanks for hosting a great show. Rich actually got me listening in because we're about to start co-hosting our own show here in the UK as part of Creatives Hub, which Richard has set up. So anyhow, I know London's a bit of a journey from Austin, but we thought we'd ask anyway. So we very much welcome you to London if you'd like to come. Cheers. Bye. Okay. Inviting us to London. Inviting us to London. And they met through Quit. They met through Quit. I mean, how awesome is that? So great. I I have to admit, I love that uh, accent. And I could listen to that all day. Should we play it again? (laughs) Okay. Wow. Thank you very much for the invitation. We'll come out there. We'll come out there. With this, I mean, Mike Hurley wants us to come out there as well. Well, these people get. Oh, okay. Oh, you're going to like this one. Hey, Dan and Patty. Here's my situation I'm living in a big Canadian city, working a stooge job but I have a predetermined date of quitting. My partner's in school, and once she's completed her program, we're hitting the road to the next city. My question is, I like the type of work I'm doing, but I don't like working in an office, working crappy office hours, drinking crappy office coffee, eating crappy office food court lunches, etc. The people are the best part. Since I know I'm leaving this job at a certain time unbeknownst to my workplace, what do you suggest I do to transition this type of work Uh, I'm doing now into work I can do remotely from the next location. How do I suggest this to management and executive staff? They all love the work I'm creating now, and I could almost entirely create the same work remotely with the exception of a few basic tasks like staff and stock photography. I could arrange for another staff member to fill in for that part of my role. I'd ideally like to keep this line of work until I find my next gig. But this conversion to freelance work would help make the transition from the corporate stooge world that much easier until my partner can secure her dream job and I can go all in. I'm 28 with no kids and a shoebox apartment. I'm ready to leave at the drop of a hat. I'd just prefer to do that with a source of income and not eat into my retirement savings. Thanks for all the shows, Peter. Oh, before you comment, yes, it is cold in Canada, but I commute my bike all year long. (laughs) even in the winter when it's 30 below, using studded tires. 
Oh, man. <laughs> oh my gosh, that sounds Can't terrible. Imagine. All right, Peter. If that is your name. <laughs> I mean, he's what he's proposing is he likes the work he's doing. He doesn't like being in an office. He doesn't like the hours. He doesn't like the food. And these are the complaints that a lot of people have in these kinds of jobs. I remember when I used to have to work and we'd have to go and we'd have to eat. The only place you could eat was either at your desk, which they discouraged, they frowned upon. Or you'd have to go to a, the cafeteria. Even if you didn't eat their awful, awful, awful cafeteria food. And you still had to sit there under like the fluorescent lights and the buzzing. It was awful. But he's saying he thinks he could go and he could do everything remotely. He wants to move. He wants to move to a different place. He wants to do freelance. What are you afraid of, Peter? Are you afraid they're going to say no? They could say no. I think this is the thing. People are afraid they're going to, and, and you were, you were kind of talking about this, Natalie. They're afraid of playing their hand, like showing their hand. Like the minute that they say, I'm not 100% happy or I want to make a change, that there's this perception that their boss will say to them, oh, you know, Peter's not really in it. He's not, he's not really here anymore. I can't trust Peter anymore. Peter said he wasn't 100% happy. So as long as he's not 100% happy. Or he's a complainer. He's a complainer. They're going to get rid of Peter because he's not 100% happy. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to they're going to want to keep you happy. Especially like the work that you're doing. Of course, they're going to want to try to keep you. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I they, think that really comes down to personality, <clears throat> though. Continue. I mean, there's some there's some bosses who are, you know, real people and will understand that, you know, somebody expressing dissatisfaction is not like a black and white issue. Um, and those are good managers who are like don't treat management like it's a huge thing. They just run it like an adult would. Um, and then there's the other group who I've had experience with and any expression of dissatisfaction, anything that's not you or that, you know, the right kind of lemming following the next lemming. Um it, it turns into a game of whack-a-mole. I mean, they go after you. It's, it's, they take it as a personal affront. They feel like you're not putting in the full effort, blah, blah, blah. It's your problem, and you need to get out. What do you think Peter should do, Shlok? I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, the, it's the same thing we kind of say is, have the conversation, but have a backup plan. Yeah. I mean, if it, if it goes badly, have something worthwhile to do. I cannot, I cannot imagine a situation where Peter goes in there and says to his boss, this is my dream. This is what I want to do. I really want to make this work. That they're, well, you're fired. Like, I, I, I just don't, that's not going to happen. Happened to me. It's it, never going to happen. It's more work for them to it have happened to, to you. What did you? Wait a minute. What did you happen to you? This was back when I was in the think tank world. Um, it was the expression of dissatisfaction, like this isn't the work that we should be doing. Here's something I think that could be more beneficial for everybody, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it immediately made me a target. And um, I was out in two months. Wow. Is there anything you think you could have done that would have saved it? I kept my mouth shut and kept that's staring it. at my screen. Yeah. Well, that's that sucks. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, same deal though. Is I, I had a backup plan and um, a great support network and it could have got either way and it went the way that was bad. I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess Peter's going to have to, since he refuses to call in stubbornly, that he's going to have to, he's going to have to think it through. He's going to have to gauge what his boss would say, feel it out a little bit, plant a few little seeds in there and see what happens. But I think, I mean, I think he could make it work. 
Yeah, I think so. And I think there's an easy test, like just while you're, I mean, you either know your boss well enough to where you're going to know his response or her response. Um, or you can ask just like any kind of question that would involve any managerial responsibility, whatever. If they overthink it, they take 10 minutes to respond. You're, you're in a scary situation. If they transition, like transition in the chat room says that uh, it does happen. I think you're going to have to, I think Peter is going to have to feel it out. Transition says, if you're going to have the, I'm not hundred percent happy here conversation, you have to be prepared to hear if you're not happy, get out. I mean, I guess so, but I guess it depends on how you phrase it. If Peter were to say, listen, you know, I love this place and I want to keep working here, but my wife keeps talking to me about, or my, my spouse, however he phrased it, keeps talking to me about moving to XYZ place. I don't know if this is something we realistically could ever do, but if I wanted to do that, would you guys ever be open to me working remotely? And they might say, no, 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 we'd need to have you here. And then, then he can make a choice. All right, let's do this one last, this one last uh, voicemail and then we're going to be done. Hey, Dan or Hattie, uh, this is CK. I called in toward the start of the quit show and left a message, so I wanted to leave you another one because my situation hasn't really changed and I was hoping uh, you might be able to provide some advice. You talk a lot about corporate stooges. I actually have what I would consider like a home stooge job. I'm self-employed. I've been self-employed for a couple of years now, uh, full-time from home by myself, doing the uh, loan gun for hire thing. And I do web development, uh, specifically in WordPress, and that kind of sets up my entire situation. So it's an open source community, but I use it for uh, making money. I've used the software for about eight years now. And I'm really comfortable with it, and I love working with the software. It's fun to work with clients, but ultimately, I'm doing the starving artist thing, and that's where the problem comes in. So I'm spending a lot of time here at home kind of spinning my wheels, doing too much for not enough money. You know how it goes. And I'm looking at quitting my home stooge job because, you know, I, I, I do the thing where I you know, put my shoes on and, and wear a decent pair of pants and, and uh, you know, put a nice shirt on and sit at my computer. But I realized that it, it doesn't get me any networking with the community and it doesn't get me any other opportunities because ultimately I spend so much time working on these things uh, by myself. So my question is, how do you go from that into a position where you can network with some other companies or even do something where, you know, you're working underneath perhaps. All right. He's got, he's leaving a long email, but I know exactly what he's talking about. He works at home. He wants to expand his business, right? He wants to work with other companies. He wants to, to break out. I don't know. Like, I, I really don't know the answer to this one. Natalie, what do you think? I don't know. That's a tough one. It depends on, I guess there's a lot of variables there, you know, like can he afford something like going and renting a desk at a place, you know, with a bunch of developers or with other companies, like he can meet people that way. Or right. how do you move from a place where you're home-based freelance job? He does not want to go and be a corporate stooge, but he wants the security of, of a job with a regular income. Oh, he wants a security yeah. job. Yeah, he wants that kind of security. I'm reading. Mm. He he left. He left that email. That email goes on for another two minutes. Then he called in and left another email, uh, voicemail after that. I don't know. That's a toughie. That's a really tricky one. 
That's a really tricky one. That is. He doesn't want to go work for somebody else, but he wants the kind of job. Maybe he's going to have to. I'd say, I mean, I don't know how old he is, but, right. you know, if you have a business already where you're doing freelance work, you can always go back to doing the freelance work. And he enjoys his work, too. Yeah. So find find some, you know, I mean, this is going to be a weird answer, but like take the corporate stooge job for a little while. Shlok, what do you think? I say he takes a job for a while, find someone who does it, goes in there and works for a while, do it for six months or a year. Yep, I think so. And then look for a place where, you know, they, they don't treat you like a stooge. Yeah. All right, I've got to do one last thing. There's an, a very interesting email I got. Very interesting email. This one's going to be right up Shlok's alley, too. Let me open this one up. This is very interesting. I have too many emails open, Shlok. All right. Yeah, this one. This one. And this guy's been hounded. I'm a little scared of him. To be honest, if I don't read his email, I'm, I'm, I'm scared because he's, he's at his wit's end. Here's what he says. I'm going to read this whole email. I'm pretty sure you've never been presented with a question like this on the show, so here goes. First the question, then the backstory, so it will make more sense. I'm a convicted felon who did time for credit card fraud over 15 years ago. I'm currently in it. His name is John Doe. I'm currently in a corporate stooge job that I enjoy. I'd just like to move to something I'd enjoy more. I want to be programming. How can I overcome the stigma and move to a different company when I always have the black cloud that is my felony record hanging over me? I've been told by people in the know that I'd be in a much better situation had the crime I committed been something that was not a fiduciary breach of trust. I busted my ass to get where I am and I almost didn't get the job I have now, so I'm loyal and grateful to the company I've been with for the last six years. I just want to do a career switch and move out of a support role that's mostly fighting fires and get into the coding side. I'm 100% self-taught on the programming side. I'm good with Python. He says, your favorite, I know. And I'm competent enough for a very junior level position with Java. We're a Java shop, but I don't think there are opportunities there for me to move over to engineering. So I've been looking outside the company, but I'm afraid of the possibility of rejection, uh, not for not having enough experience, but because of my past. Am I screwed or what? What would you do? Then he sends me a second email an hour later. Same John Doe again. Just wanted to give you some detail I missed earlier. I, the job I have now, I almost didn't get. Because this is after I read this first email, I said, well, how'd you get the job then? If you're, He says, I started out as a contractor. An agency didn't do all the checks. I worked here for almost two years before the company company offered to bring me on. That's when I had the conversation, in quotes, in Merlin quotes, with the boss. HR didn't want to hire me, but he went to bat for me because they'd seen me work for almost two years and things went very well. I got the job and I've been here ever since. I have, <clears throat> I have busted my ass to turn my life around and get to where I am now. Things are going well and I just want to keep it that way as much as it is in my power to do so. John Doe. And he's been tweeting. Are you gonna? Are you gonna read my? No. Gonna read my phone. I said, yeah. Oh, he has been tweeting. Tweeted to both of us. I didn't see that. Yep. Am I supposed to find it? No. Oh. He says you're gonna have time to read my email. So yes, we're going to read it. We just did. <laughs> this is a weird one. Yeah, I don't think that we've we've dealt with this before. I mean, we don't technically. We don't. I imagine m- most of my listeners are felons. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. They're can listen as well as anyone else. This is a tough one. Uh, for those who are outside of the United States, 
I don't know what the laws are over there, but here, if, if you're a convicted felon in the United States, guilty or not, if you're convicted of a felony, that stays with you. And every job that you apply to asks you, are you a convicted felon? And if the answer is yes, in many cases, that, that may mean you're ineligible for the job. And I, I and Caitlin, tell me if I'm right or not. Is that legal? Can you deny somebody a job because they're a convicted felon? Um, I mean, I know no one can vote if they're a convicted felon. So I imagine that if you take away that civic right, you can probably, yeah. especially in a right to work state like Texas. Yeah. I know you have to provide provide the information that you have been yeah. convicted. I mean, I've filled out applications that and have, they have that, that on there. Check yeah. yes or no. Yeah. And then in parentheses, like, this explain may your story not, here. Right. I this forgot to ask, ask you that, Caitlin. Are you a convicted felon? <laughs> I am not. Okay. So. I mean, this is just such an interesting, different and strange situation because the guy technically is in, in, in a job he shouldn't technically shouldn't probably shouldn't have been in. But yet he's in the job. He is in the job and he proved himself. But when he wants to go and get that next job, he's going to fill out that application or he's going to have to admit, I, I, am, I am a convicted felon. But the same guy is going to have to go to bat for him once again. Even so, at the new job, maybe he's not going to have an advocate like that. Now, I'm going to go to bat for you, well, even you. if you have a felony, because I think you're doing a great job. We can talk about your felonies later. Okay. All right. Natalie, would you hire a convicted felon? I, I don't know. I, I would probably want that trust to be built before I hired him. So that, you know, like, like he said, his experience within that two years. Yeah. I would hire someone after two years that, you know, I worked with that I liked. Which do you think is worse? A convicted felon? He, he did, he did uh, what was it, credit card fraud? Mm-hmm. So what's that, where you where you get somebody, you set up a credit card that's maybe in somebody else's name and you start running around buying sofas and stuff? Sounds about right. Going bowling, <laughs> taking a trip. We don't know what he did, the details of it. And that, would you rather hire somebody who was a convicted felon for, for credit card fraud or, or who, you know, stabbed somebody? I would rather hire the fraud guy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. White collar crime. But in the back, my, in, this is, watch, look. I would keep my credit card uh, very close, though. You know, but that's, <laughs> that's the thing. This is a guy who probably is, you know, busted his ass. He says busted his ass to get where he was. Sounds and, like he's learned his lesson. Yeah, and if there's he that paid his, he paid his, he did his time. to society, yeah. you know. You know what? I mean, if, if, this, I mean is, this is the theory. I'm not saying this is true, and I'm not saying this is how people think. But this is, in theory, you pay your time. And you've, you've paid your debt now. You should be, although it doesn't work this way, you should be treated fairly. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like the guy's in a really good situation now. I don't want to tell him to stay there. He's not unhappy. He just wants to do other things. This, is a, this, this is a tough one, Shloke. Yeah, this one comes down to just, Pure hustle, <clears throat> which is uh, slightly inappropriate. But, um, you know, what he has an opportunity to do is at the company he's at is. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely hang up the phone. That's your um, home phone? That is my home phone. Wow. 
That would wake you, me you up in love, the dead of night. You, you love the office so much, you, you recreate it at home. <laughs> yes. Um, no, I mean, right. So they're a Java shop where he's at right now. I mean, that's a cool opportunity for people who already know and trust him. And he's going to have to go over to the engineering department and be like, can I learn at your feet? I mean, can I do anything? Like, can I take on three hours of work a week doing this stuff to prove myself so I can switch over to this side because this is where my passion is. I've already learned this much from these places, blah, blah, blah. And and really take advantage of a place that has, that took a chance on him has and then rewards him for good work. And take advantage of that, right? And you get to you get to be exposed to the stuff you want to do. It's gonna take longer, but you have that real shot at it. Um, you know, there's a chance that works, great. If it doesn't work, um, yeah, you're gonna have to start doing this at night and you're gonna have to start being a junior, junior developer or whatever for somebody, any freelance gig you can get your hands on. And build up a level of trust because like, you know, with, with a hard skill like that, like people just don't care what you look like or what you've done or whatever. They just want to know you're a great coder, can think in the right way, and get stuff done. So like that's the advantage of that particular thing. But um, it, it's going to involve either working nights or working nights for the company you're already at. In a way, I mean, staying where he's at might maybe be the the best solution for now yeah don't don't quit and try yeah. <laughs> try then quit it's kind of a downer to end on <laughs> natalie what are you gonna do you're going mo- on monday i am i have to pack my bags and go you're gonna be gone for two weeks yes don't pack more than 50 pounds of stuff <laughs> I'm flying southwest, so I think those bags are free. Mm. Uh, that's right. Well, I, I congratulate you for your integrity. Thanks. And your, uh, you know, accountability and responsibility to a company who would have most likely not ever shown you the same considerations. Yeah. But on the bright side, I quit. You did quit. So Yay! congratulations. That's awesome. Very good news. Very ready to start. My next venture. Start something new. You yeah. think of this as a vacation. Maybe Chasing just my dream. Don't even do any work while you're there. I'm going to have to. I'm on site. You look like you're working. It's not like you. I know. All right. So if you would like to, you can uh, call into the show and leave a voicemail, and we'll try very hard to get to them. Area code 512-222-8141 is the number that you should dial to leave that voicemail. You can also send us an email by going to 5by5.tv slash contact and picking quit from the list. We will uh, read all of those, some of them like we did today on the air. You can see the show notes and links, which there's not too many this week, at 5by5.tv slash quit slash 11. Newsletter is ready to go, uh, except for this Amazon payments thing, which is ridiculous. You'll see what I'm talking about, hopefully next week. So that's it. Have a good weekend, everybody, and uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week, same time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Join us live at 5by5.tv slash live. Until then, have a good week. <laughs>